Listen to better music and listen to music better. Welcome to True Tunes at 45 RPM, the short form version of the ongoing conversation you'll hear on the True Tunes podcast and in the digital pages at truetunes.com. And now your host, John J. Thompson. David Bunker has been one of my closest and most trusted advisors, mentors, and confidants since my earliest days as both an artist and as someone trying to make sense of the music industry. He is an artist, songwriter, and poet himself, and has worked with a number of different record labels, production companies, parachurch organizations, ministries, and universities. Fun little aside, back in the early 90s, when visiting the True Tune store in Wheaton, Dave heard a demo of a Texas band that I played for him and asked for a copy. Shortly thereafter, he signed that band, Sixpence None the Richer, to their first record deal. To this day, when things are going well or not so well for me, he is always among the first people that I call. He has cared deeply for me for over 35 years now. In addition to many other things, Dave is currently serving as a chaplain to the music majors at Judson University outside of Chicago. If you heard our show with Eric Early of Blitz and Trapper, then you heard a bit from Dave about the counterculture and Jesus music culture of the 60s and 70s. But that was only a few moments of Dave's wisdom. For decades, he has had a passion for artists that goes much deeper than mere A&R or even artist development. I wanted to explore this idea in some more depth for the benefit of those who feel a burden or a calling to care for artists and for artists who might be brave enough to consider what caring for themselves might involve. One of the things that you're you've been involved with for a long time and are continuing to make space for in your life is what I think you call artist care. So the idea that artists need some kind of help or care that might be different. Explain your concept of, of artist care and why that's important to, to, for people to be thinking about. I think when your proclivity is just your natural uh, way of expressing yourself has an aesthetic element to it, like you like creating music, poetry, writings, your ability to see what heaven makes present, <laughs> what heaven is revealing, if you will, it involves, I think, detoxing, if you will, off the false self. It involves a degree of quietness. There is a spiritual direction nature to it. And, it, and I think like we're seeing a re renewal of Thomas Merton's writings and the contemplative side. You, you need to develop that listening to yourself engagement. And there are patterns that are different for different people. And the more you do it, the more you realize, like with you, it's songwriting as your engagement and other people, what time of the day and so on and so forth. So I would say that I feel my role in these later years is to tell people, take yourself seriously that you steward the messages that are daily being shared. Don't right. ignore those. And, and don't underestimate the, the fact that you may say something to yourself that is profoundly healing. 
how does this happen? How, how do people find themselves being cared for? Or how do people who have a unction to care for people actually do it? There are movements. I mean, there are, uh, you know, weekends and retreats. But I, I think it starts with encountering somebody that listens to you and pays attention to you and asks the right questions. And inevitably, if you do, you find that they're connected to somebody else. And so your community starts to grow organically. Because I, I don't necessarily think like, we'll just go out and find a group of people. Right. Our humanity is shared by all, but we do have a clan. Everybody has a clan. And because of my journey, I, I've grown up in Christian context in the last how many years? And I call myself a Christian and I process a lot of what I do through that lens. But I have friends who have, that are not even close to that in terms of their faith. I share a different experience with them, but as an Orthodox Christian, it is important to me that I name things with the history and the lineage that I've been offered. So it's, it's finding your clan, but it's also finding your spiritual community that the priests, if you will, or right. the people are, are really bringing you water and they're bringing you healing on a consistent basis. So. Even if you struggle with that, bring your struggles. I always tell people why it's important to genuflect. Mm. You know, like, like, why do you genuflect? It's like, uh, study the word. You yeah. realize that we should bend our knee. And because and, uh, I know so little, but I know one who knows what I need to know. So now thinking about if, if there's somebody listening and they, they are the type that feels a desire to serve others, to, to care for others, what are some of the skills that they can develop or should develop to make them good listeners and good carers of other people? Well, I think one of the reasons it's important to get into, I don't care if it's a 12-step, tw you know, ironically, 12-step and, and those movements in the church are some of the best discipleship oh, yeah. models. Yeah. And it's because they start with like, uh, so you're broken. <laughs> yeah, I'm broken. It's like, okay, we are too. So we have that in common. So I think it's important to be around people that model redemptive repentance. Mm. You know, not just can, when I hear people like, I'm in an accountability group, I'm like, oh, that's too bad. <laughs> and like, where people just go like, I screwed up this week. It's like, no, it's like, what is it that I love that allows me to walk away from the most precious things that I have to be involved in something that's far less precious? That's a different kind of question. So try to surround yourself with people, and this is ironically, some of your best spiritual friends might be some of your most broken mm -hmm. yeah. and, and have and gone through. So surround yourself with that and pay attention to the biorhythms of your soul and the messages that are being sent on a daily basis that say, uh, love your wife better, right. listen to her, right. you know, pay attention to your children. Uh, you've got some great kids. I mean, you're, you're, <laughs> I, you're, you're I just, I love them. And, and a lot of it is they've grown up watching you and Michelle struggle through life yourselves yeah. and figure it out. And so at least they have the model that struggling is okay. Right. You know? That's true.
it seems to me that you can't really get to the point where you can be a good carer of others until you've allowed yourself to be cared for and you've experienced it on that side. And I think some folks are, they feel like they want to be a chaplain to people. They want to uh, serve artists or something, but they haven't ever experienced that kind of care coming their way. And there's always going to be a miss there. They still might accomplish some good things, but until you really become transparent, vulnerable, open, and experience what it's like for someone to genuinely care about you as a human being, not as a means to an end, then you're probably going to be missing something you need in order to offer that to other people. I think our model of leadership in the evangelical subculture, which I'm familiar with, is definitely askew. And a lot of it's because there's the assumption that if you if you understand the Nicene Creed, you're going to walk in perfection. <laughs> right. And I find that Jesus, like through, you know, his teaching in the Sermon on the Mount, for example, I am aware of just how selfish I am. I cannot believe it. So if we allow our leaders to, from the get-go, say, I need people to surround me. I need people who have my back. And I think we would see restoration, we would see healing, but we'd also be modeled by our leaders that, like, look, if you want to be a follower of Jesus, you're going to have to empty yourself quite consistently Mm -hmm. of your pride. Thanks, Dave. We'll have more with Uncle Bunky, as many of his beloved charges refer to him, in future episodes of the show, so stay tuned for that. And in the meantime, consider who you might be called to care for out there and who you might be wise to allow to care for you. Here comes the runout groove. That's our cue that it's time to go. If you dig the show, please subscribe and spread the word. Also, please leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to our email list at truetunes.com. Follow us on Facebook at TrueTunes Now. And find and follow our weekly Spotify gallery stage mixtape. You can find me on Twitter at John J. Thompson and on Instagram at TheOnlyJJT and at TrueTunes Music. And you can support this show through our Patreon.com slash TrueTunes community or via a one-time tip located on the show notes page. Tell your friends about the show, post it on your socials, and let us know what you think. True Tunes at 45 RPM is produced by John J. Thompson and Bruce A. Brown for Gyroscope Productions and is intended for the private use of our listening audience. The contents are protected by U.S. copyright law and are the intellectual property of Gyroscope Productions, with the exception of songs or clips that are from previously copywritten materials. Everything on this episode is used by permission or under fair use provisions. Thanks for listening. Cheers. We'll see you next time.